0: into the context. Me, it's Friday, the 24th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane, Lee, you said your favourite movie was Dumb and Dumber <laughs> and Pulp Fiction or two favourite yep. movies. What have you been binging on, mate? Apart from a little bit of exotic stuff, what else have you been binging on?
1: Billions is back on, season six. So, you know, Bobby Axel rides his best with Chuck and us. I've been watching that. I've been watching the Nicole Kidman one called Nine Perfect Strangers, which isn't bad either. So uh, there they've been... Pretty much the two ones. I might even watch the Schumacher doco tonight as well. That's apparently pretty good. But the one not to watch, I watched one called Liar. It was an HBO one. That's absolutely Fucking rubbish. So don't bother watching
0: that, guys. So you're saying liar is bullshit. Liar is bullshit. Yeah, liar is rubbish. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about Chuck and Chuck and his wife and what they get up to? That's ridiculous. Big time, millions, yeah, good. the rubber bands. Well, <laughs> today on the show, we have Brisbane comedian, rugby league lover, Shad Wicker, and former AFL legend, two-time premiership player, of course, and winner Corey McKernan. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes,
1: Timmy, as they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main Hair Care.
0: Oh, main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate.
1: Specialized men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time, improve growth.
0: Oh, it's a fantastic product, it really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane.
1: Yep, not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful.
0: Main hair care, I'm gonna get it on today. And that's spelt M-A-N-E, MainHaircare.com. Now Shane, I played a little bit of mixed netball. Did you ever play mixed netball in the in the you know wing attack or something? Funnily enough, no, Tim. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I did. They actually put a front page paper. But this is our Goulburn. This is how the news came in in Goulburn because I was a radio announcer there. I was in a skirt on the front page of the Goulburn <laughs> Post on one occasion. It was a very unfortunate photo. But what I'm getting to is, there's a big story in the media today in the Australian media about a boys slash men's netball team winning the under seventeen Queensland comp, and the crowd have had a crack at them.
1: Yeah, look, I, I don't agree with this at all. I don't know why. Boys are playing in a a girls' competition, and you know uh, netball queens that have come out and said we want to make it very clear, we want to make our sport um, available to everyone. I get that, but having boys, particularly at the age of seventeen, who are physically developing a lot faster than the girls and, and stronger, it just doesn't make sense. And I get what they're trying to do, but you know, there's a reason there's a, a men's 100 metre final in the Olympics and, and, and a women's. There's there's a reason that there is, in the US Open, there's a men's and a women's final. And we can include both men and women in sport. We don't have them playing against each other. I just don't get this one. And and, um, and these poor kids are copying it. And it's not their fault, the boys, that, that they won the competition, but they're copying abuse from the sidelines.
0: Yeah, that's the point. You know, where you mm. where. where whether what you're saying is right or wrong, and I'm probably leaning your way. I mean, get a boys' comp going. But the, yeah. the, the adults in the crowd having a crack at 17-year-olds, uh, and I read some of the, the transcript. Are you serious? Really?
1: Yep. It's, it's horrible, mate, and you see this in kids' sport all the time, and um, you know, often parents live in vicariously through through their kids and they get frustrated, but to hurl abuse
0: at another kid just because he won the competition, that's very un-Australian, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, there's a stack of sport to talk about this weekend. Coming up next on the show, he's got a wallet full of my money. Shad Wicker, the Brisbane comedian, is going to tell us all about the Rugby League for the weekend. It's time to talk rugby league and, of course, he's a Brisbane comedian. He's also a, a massive league lover, getting excited about the prelim finals. Shad Wicker, how are you?
2: Oh, mate, I'm feeling good. My wallet's a bit fatter after last week as well. I'm a tipping for shame
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i tell you what, and modesty's a big part of you, isn't it? Hey, Shad, I hear you got some breaking news, mate, for us.
2: Mate, uh, I'm interested to tell you. Two minutes ago, Courier Mail has just said that Billy Slater will be the Queensland Maroons' state of origin coach for the next two years. Wow.
0: There we go. We can't wait for that. Well, I suppose when you're when you were a player and you win, <laughs> there's no problem with being a coach and losing um, over the next couple of years. Honestly, <laughs> mate,
2: give it a rest. I reckon this is a great signing. According to the article, though, they're saying that um, they're already in talks with uh, Wayne Bennett to possibly be an overseer of the program for one year and Cameron Smith is rumoured to be joining uh, the ranks as well. So... I mean, Cameron Smith's probably one of the greatest
0: coaches of the game that's ever played. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the best, thing is, the best thing is Cameron Smith and Billy Slater can't actually play in the game. So that's why New South Wales will win 3-0. <laughs> we might put Cam back in. <laughs> the, the, look, that is good news. Good news for Queensland. I, I, I jest. The boy from Innisfail, Billy Slater, is a clever guy. He was an amazing player. He is probably going to need a little bit of help around him, but there's no one uh, that comes to the table with more passion. So that's what a lot of State of Origin is about. Now, what about this game tonight? Um, Wayne Bennett, you mentioned him, the Wiley-Owl, Fox, they don't mind being underdog shit. Mate, oh mate, I'm loving it. I'll tell you what.
2: My my uh, stepdad, as he's been mentioned on the pod, on the pod a few times, <laughs> it was his birthday just the other day.
0: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. What's his name?
2: Graham is his name. Big birthday for the big fella. But he uh, he actually messaged me because it's like, Oh, you know, happy birthday, mate, because well, we had a great roast dinner, it was awesome, but I'll trade all of these gifts for a South's win on the weekend. Wow. okay. Um, So uh, looking for a big win over Manly. And I've got to say, I want to lock them up. Got to lock up South Sydney just to be able to stop Manly. It'll be pretty interesting to see Manly get stopped twice.
1: Mm. It's going to be a very, very physical game, I think.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's the the difference. We all know who the difference is going to be, don't we? Like it's the man wearing the one for Manly. Mm. If he goes off, then it's like, can you ever stop the guy? You know what I mean? Like, if there is a... That's yeah. the only way for Manly to win.
0: But but if South play the way they did the other day with their forwards, Tom Burgess had the best game I've ever seen him play. Then you break down who they've got in their team. Damian Cook, Cameron Murray, probably the best back rower in the game. You've got these halves in Reynolds and Walker. And you're a gag. Look, they're, they're, they're a team that's littered with stars with a very good defence. So this is going to be a cracking game of footy. I, I, I don't know. It's a non-bet game for me. Most games are at the moment because you've got me with the, the seat out of my pants. But... Um, yeah, I, I reckon you know. I reckon South will get home by a couple. I really do. You really, do you think it's going to be a bit of a like a breakaway over
2: Manly? Don't think Manly will be able to keep up the pace. No, a couple of po- couple of points. Yeah, right. Okay, it's going to be a tight one. Yeah, be interesting. Right. Like, I think that South South Manly, I think could be yeah probably the the closer of the two games on the weekend because I don't know how you guys feel, but. I am feeling a storm. I'm seeing the clouds coming into Brisbane at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm online too. It's a beautiful sunny day outside. I might even go <laughs> yeah, and enjoy it. <laughs> but <laughs> I think Suncorp is going to be an absolute bloodbath tomorrow night when it comes to Panthers and the storm. well, yeah, I
1: don't know. I, I think I think the storm will beat will be the Panthers, but I think I think Manly will win tonight. I really do. I think they'll win by 12 points. Yep, 12 plus,
2: I think. You're getting in this betting carousel at the moment, mate? I'm happy to take everyone's money. I'm actually underwriting Tim,
0: so that's fine. Why- <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> underwriting me. Well, what I will do, we were, we were talking off air. I have adjusted this bet slightly, but if you take uh, Melbourne Storm 25 plus, I'm happy to go double or nothing. <laughs> If you take 25 plus, I'll double it or nothing. That means if Melbourne win by 25 or more, I'm in debt to you by $40. So uh, that is almost a case of Forex. And they do call it Forex because Queenslanders can't spell beer. You happy to take the bet? I'll tell you what, I'll meet you halfway, 22 and a half. Okay, 24 it is. <laughs>
1: now, now, Shad, just quickly, mate, you got some
2: thoughts on parents Parents wrapping kids in cotton wool. What's that all about? I wanted to, I wanted to share this with you guys because I. I do a little bit of I do a little bit of vacation work looking after kids. It's really easy to get a blue card these days. And um, <laughs> I like I'm not one of these people that like buy into the whole, yeah, you know, too much cotton wool or whatnot. But I got an email that I wanted to share with you guys from the school that I work for. Mm. And the, the email read to me and, and and I will preface this, I do work with a lot of evil kids. Shane Shane and I know a few, don't worry. But I got an email um, from the school and it just read like it said, Hey guys. Um, it's come to our attention that the classic school game of hangman is no longer appropriate for children. Wow. There now, you, you guys go. know, we all know the game of hangman. It's like I come up with a word. And then if you don't get the right letters, we slowly hang a man.
1: <laughs> well, well is, is the word hang or is it man? <laughs>
0: well, oh, okay, okay, calm down there, mate. Calm down with the hot takes <laughs> there, <laughs> hey, as, as, as We go left down the red tube angle. Um, look, oh, oh, but it is, it. look, oh, just on that, Chad, and I don't want to get serious because it's a Friday, but look, it is, it, mate, it's it's decision by conference, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Some of the diatribe and crap they go on with about, well, like, oh, we need to sit down and discuss this.
2: Mate, it gets better. They were like, "Hey, but we don't want you to stop playing the game entirely. Here's our alternative: alternative you know? Hangman. How about you try building a snowman?" <laughs> right? And I, I, we had a meeting about it, and I couldn't help myself. I was like, "Excuse me, I just wanted to ask Deborah um, if we're no longer doing Hangman now we're doing Snowman." I was like, "Now there's no stakes." Like, there's well, nothing yeah. on the line. Like, how am I supposed to convince these kids to find a letter if there's not a life on the line?
1: Well, yeah, we'll find a letter. We've got to find a carrot and, and a hat and a scarf as well. And, and you've got to find
0: some <laughs> fucking snow in Queensland.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I ended up playing this game, though. To speak to how evil these kids are, I ended up playing the modified version with these kids during vacation care, right? Mm. Mm. One of them, her name's Maddie. She's, like, pretty evil. And she's in in charge of drawing the snowman. I'm like, all right, mate, we're doing the snowman. Anyway, she slowly draws the snowman. I look over my shoulder. She's drawn the snowman hanging. (laughs) Yeah. the, <laughs> It's like some of these things are built in, guys.
0: Mate, give her a break. She hasn't been to school for two years. <laughs> she's, she's, she's heading to Hollywood, Maddie. She's got the ideas. Oh, goodness gracious, mate. Decision by conference. Let's enjoy this sport. 24 plus. Are we happy to shake on that? Mate, I'm t- uh, 22 and a half. we only got a certain amount. This is broadcast. We're going to run out of time. 24, will you cop it? All right, I'll take 24.
2: Oh, yes, <laughs> 24. I get a grand final bet afterwards.
0: Well, we got I'm, him. Come, I'm coming to Queensland with, when Palaszczuk opens, <laughs> so I'll give you the slab in person. All right, Shad, we'll talk next week. See you Shad. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, two-time premiership player with the Kangaroos, it's Corey McKernan. Grand final day tomorrow.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Time to talk AFL's showpiece, the big show, the big dance. And Corey McKernan, he's won two of them. He joins us now, of course, for North Melbourne. How are you, Corey? You're already getting excited, buddy. You've already got that big smile on your face, ready to go.
3: Yeah, look, I think for me, um, regardless of what's happened in your footy career, knowing that you've won a couple of them and um, I was lucky enough to get a kick in a couple of them too. So I always look at, yeah, grand final week's all, always a great memory.
1: Mate, where do you think this, is, this game's going to be won? There's a lot of talk um, around the midfields of both teams and, and who will perform. Firstly, who do, you, who do you think's going to
3: win? I'm actually really intrigued uh, by how Melbourne are going to handle this, this uh, yeah, strange preparation for the grand final because yeah. in essence, only playing one game in, I think, 25 days um, yep. is a super unique situation. If the game had been played last week I would have thought Melbourne would have been red hot favorites. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a smokey dude? Do you think there's going
0: to be a do you think
3: Western Bulldogs
0: are going to tip up the apple cart?
3: Now I don't even think it's a smoky anymore. I think it's a legi- a legitimate mm. chance just because of what's happened with the preparation of both the teams and look the Bulldogs let's not forget they've they've had a preparation where they've come from Tasmania, Brisbane, Adelaide mm. and then now they've had a break mm. and then they can reset and really go again. So like I said, I, I would have thought last week, I would have, I would have, Melbourne would have been my red hot favourites last week. This week, I feel like it's a, a real, a real situation where everyone's been able to reset and they can really, you know, I mean, any momentum that any of the teams had, mm. I'm just, Really intrigued to see how both the teams, in particular Melbourne, how they're going to handle it.
1: Yeah, Bonts gets a, a lot of raps um, in the midfield for, for the Bulldogs, and rightly so, but I think the key is Liberatore. Every time he gets his hands on the ball 20 or more times, they seem to win every match.
3: Yeah, well, you're right. He he really becomes their player at the coalface that can get the ball out and get them going, like him and McRae. Um, while the Bont is, you know, I mean, yes, he's he's very good at winning his own ball, but he's really like the the cherry on top and and finishes it off. But yeah, look, as you mentioned, and they're probably good ones for those who don't mind having a bet. I mean, like Libertoria and McRae are the types of guys that might go and get it. 30, 35 times and kick a couple of goals and they're going to be integral. If the, if the Bulldogs are going to have any chance, yeah, as you mentioned, they are going to have to have big games. Yeah,
0: Libba, what about his tattoos? He's got Homer Simpson on one arm and a plus sign. It's like,
3: seriously. <laughs> it's like- well, I can only, uh, if there were Norm Smiths given out the, uh, after, win- after winning grand finals... Uh, I think I think Libber would be in the elite category. He'd be the Dustin Martin of the after after dark performance, oh. I imagine it's like someone
0: someone just got lost with their pen and just went went haywall. Now, what about what about the party afterwards? You've been involved in a couple of them. How long was the longest? How long was the longest? And how many barocas were involved? <laughs> it's, it's
3: still going to yeah, It's, still, it's, me. Still, it's still going. <laughs> now I can let you boys on a little secret that not many mm. too many people know about the Premiership Cup. The it's premiership cup the premiership cup takes approximately 10, 10 jugs of bourbon and coke to fill it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh when you get it with a few of your mates from West Meadows in Melbourne, and you just get a couple of straws, and it takes you a little while to get through it. Trust me,
1: <laughs> mate. So you end up with you end up winning a premiership and get type two type diabetes straight afterwards.
3: Yeah, that and the biggest <laughs> piece of ice cream head that you've ever encountered in your whole life,
0: <laughs> and then wash it wash it down with a kebab. Uh, Ollie Wine's uh, Ollie Wines got to the top of the pile with the brown. Though We're watching it the other day, uh, I thought Bontempelli uh, was you know.
3: A moral at one point. Yeah, it is. Look, it's it's great. It was a great performance, but look, um, I don't know. I think what we what we're seeing and and it well and surely is now. You may as well just call it the midfield low because at the moment <laughs> it's just yeah. There's there's no hope for a uh, any well defenders. You can forget about it, and even forwards. Jason Dunstall raised an interesting question. He said, "How many how many goals would a forward have to kick to win the brown low?" And, um, and, and Jason was probably case in point. I think the year that Jason Dunstall, imagine this, Jason Dunstall kicked 146 goals one year and still didn't win the Brownlow. So, um, look, and I think now it's just, be, it has become such a midfielder's medal because what happens for everyone out there, that the situation of what happened with Greg Williams many, many years ago where Greg Williams, I think, had 44 possessions in a game of footy and didn't get a vote. Whereas now the umpires get full access, I think, to all the stats. And I know that when I played games of footy and afterwards, someone will ask me, how did I go? And I was out in the field, unless it was Wayne Carey, I I couldn't bloody tell who had played well. And your only reference point then is to look at the stat sheet. And I I don't know, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Like when you're sitting out there, I I like to measure the game. And that's why probably even the MVP, which um, I was fortunate enough to win that, um, I would much rather win the, an award like the MVP because it's voted for by your peers. And um, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is but like with the Brownlow because, yeah, when when the, when the umpires have just got access to all those stats, it, that's that's backed up by look at the top 10 in the, in the yeah. Brownlow this year.
1: Mate, just finally, um, Max gorn uh, kicked five uh, in the last match uh, for a Ruckman. Can he do it again? You'd have to think not.
3: Yeah, well... I wouldn't. I wouldn't like the chances that he would because he, I, I looked at him in that last game. I don't know whether people had ever played that um, computer game NBA Jam. Um, yeah. There was a real. And when someone got on fire, that you just kept on passing them the ball in NBA Jam, and they could never miss. <laughs> well, that was that was Max Gorn. And look, I think if he can have a game that's a similar impact, look, where it went to another level. We know he's ruck work. We know he can mm. get back and cover and help out. But yeah, it was the goal. Kicking aspect, um, and geez, that's something new, isn't it? A goal kicking yeah. ruckman. I should, I, know. I should take that on board. <laughs> no, but look, I think if he can, if he can have a game where he can, he can go forward and kick a couple of goals, his value goes through the roof. And um, I know we haven't got long to go. Look, I think for mine, I think Melbourne. Look, personally, I, I it's hard not to like the Western Bulldogs, but I really would for the Melbourne fans out there. I've got some good Melbourne mates that have been through thick and thin. I think Melbourne might actually sort of blow this game away I feel like once they get the wind beneath their sails I think a good little bet out there might be the over the 39 points and I think my, my Norm Smith medal I'll go Christian Petrarca I feel like yep. a game like this where he'll win the ball and and get forward the other smoky for a Norm Smith medal is uh Kaiser Pickett I reckon he hmm. will light up the the whacker and and, and look, the Aboriginal boys have got an amazing record in grand finals with Andrew McLeod and Byron Pickett and these mm. sorts of guys, Morris Rioli. They do love yep. the big stage. And they can, and, and I tell you what, the Whacker will really light up because he's a hometown boy.
0: Absolutely. All oh, it'll be very much a case of Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead if Melbourne win. We'll watch with interest. Corey, good to chat. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guests today, Shad Wicker and Corey McKernan. A big thank you to our sponsors, Shana.
1: Yeah, fantastic sponsors, Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E,
0: mainhaircarecom And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.